Hey everyone, Micah Turnbow. Uh, this past Sunday, I did a message on angels and we talked about the reality of angels, uh, the things that they do and how they work with us in ministry. Uh, we talk about worship, we talk about intercession, and we also do a little bit on evangelism. So I hope you enjoy. Well, hello everybody. Hello, those of you who are uh, watching over the web stream, YouTube and Facebook and wherever else. But uh, I am so excited to be here. I literally feel like I'm about to ride a roller coaster. Like that feeling of when you're getting on a roller coaster, like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I am just delightful, delighted, actually. I am delightful. <laughs> I am quite delightful. But I am so, so excited to be up here. It feels so good because, you know, I, you know, I preached at other places, but it's just something so wonderful at being at your own house. You know, I feel like I'm standing in front of all my siblings here and, you know, and it's just a, a great thing. So yeah, I'm going to be talking about angels today. Oh, I love angels. There's a lot to say about it. Um, I will do my very best to say, give you at least some of the important things about angels. Uh, one thing I do want to say, though, it's a good day to be alive right now. It really is. Despite what the world says, Father says it's a good day to be alive. And that's what we go by. We go off of what Father says, and Father says it's a good day to be alive. Do you know why it's a good day to be alive? It is because you are in it. You're in this world. You are a gift to the world. Father decided for you, you, to be used in his kingdom. So it's a good day. It's a very good day. So we're going to treat this day as a good day. One of the things that I want to do, I got to do a prophetic act because I'm the prophetic guy, okay? Um, but like Vince said, my name's Micah. I'm the prophet here. You got that. So one of the things that I, want to, I would love for us to do today, and then we're going to pray, is we're, we're talking about spiritual realm. We have to remember to stretch. So that's what we're going to do. So I'd like all of you to stand up, and those of you who are watching at home, can stand up and stretch yourselves, okay? We all have boxes. <laughs> Wilson's doing a downward dog here. We all have boxes here. And one of the things about the spiritual realm is that you have got to be good at stretching. Okay, because guess what? It is way too big for your box. It is way too big. Everyone's like, okay, you can, you can have a seat. We did, we did our Pilates for today. You know, it is way, it is way too big for our boxes. And yeah, I see in the spiritual realm, but I feel like I'm always getting stretched, and that is a good thing. So, Father, I thank you that you are here, and your presence is here. Your presence is in the rooms of those who are watching. Father, we're stretching. We want to be stretched. And I thank you, God, that we are born and raised up for this season, the season of revival that is coming. And Lord, we thank you for the angels. We thank you, God, for the angels. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So the kind of, uh, I want to just talk just a little bit briefly about uh, just about the kind of gift that I have, okay? It's called a seer gift. It is a type of a prophet that, uh, that you see in scripture, okay? So a seer, the way they, they, the way they receive revelation is through sight. Usually it can be through the five senses, because you have five spiritual senses. Uh, the seer receives its revelation by visions, dreams, trances, those things that are recorded in the Bible, and then they share it to people, okay? So I, have had, I got this call, probably I was seeing, you know, growing up when I was little, but I think I started to understand it a little bit more when I was around 16, 15, 16, um, uh, and I'll go into that in a little bit. But uh, a lot of people ask me these, this question when I start talking about the spiritual realm. They bring up Paul, uh, and I think it's in 2 Corinthians. I, 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 I can't remember fully, but where he says that, I knew a man who went into visions and dreams, or visions, uh, uh, prophetic experiences, you know, about the third heaven. And then he says that he doesn't, you know, want to share those things, Okay. Because he says, I knew a man. He talks to himself in third person, which is funny. Paul, you're sharing about it. No, he's not really. And people come to me and they say, well, Micah, you shouldn't share that because Paul said not to do that. But then they forget to read the rest of the Bible, the other parts of the Bible, where people like John, who had revelatory kind of experiences, and he shared them. People like Ezekiel or Isaiah Daniel, for goodness sake. By the way, Daniel didn't start seeing into the spirit until he was in his 80s. Wow. So there's people in the Bible who do state what they have experienced and the visions and things that they encounter. So sometimes God will tell, others don't. And sometimes he'll say to others, please share. And in my life, I've been in both spectrums. I've been in situations where the Lord says, don't share that. And then sometimes he says, do share that. So you want to be, you know, in tune with the Holy Spirit. So I started having these encounters with, with, with the heavenly realm around 16 years old, where I started realizing that, oh, there's something I'm called to. And I want to say this, that Jesus is 100% real. He is a real person. Let that sink in for a moment. You're actually going to stand in front of the Lord Jesus face to face, no more closing your eyes and picturing him in your head. You're actually going to stand in front of him face to face. You're going to actually smell his breath, which it smells good. It talks about in Song of Solomon how his breath smells like apples. So I remember one lady said, well, I don't know if I like apples. I said, well, you'll like his. <laughs> he smells good. Okay. <laughs> You're going to feel his hands you're going, to have, you're going to be in front of him with no veil. And so the job of the seer is to bring that reality to you now. That Jesus is real. And we are called to love him with all of our hearts. And the spiritual world is active. So, angels... We did Jesus. So we're going to talk about angels. I'm going to first take you 
what I want to do, actually, is I want to bring us together with that, with those spiritual beings. We tend to get nervous about angels because they can be invisible and we don't really know what they're like. But did you know the Bible is full of angelic encounters? And some people say to me, what's the point of saying them? I, I, I don't think we really need to know about them. Well, hey, let me tell you, if Jesus needed angels in his ministry on the earth, then we need them too. And in fact, Jesus had 12,000 of them he could have called at any moment. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> if Jesus needs them and he's aware of them, then we need to be aware of them too. So let's start, I'm going to start off with, by taking you home to the heavenly realm, before the throne. Revelation 4 and 5. Now, of course, those chapters are huge, but I mentioned them because it's, it's, it, the, my point is, is that there is a throne in heaven. And there are angels around the throne. And I'm going to describe to you what that's like, because I've been there. Let me just say, it's not boring. It is not boring. You will not be bored. There is a sea, a crystal sea, an ocean that comes from the throne of God that sounds like glass that is breaking when it comes and hits you. Doesn't cut your skin. There are lightnings coming out of God and flashes of light coming out of God that each one that comes out, it says the word holy. And then you have an emerald rainbow that's around him. The beautiful green, the brightest green you could ever see. And all these colors that come from his heart, from the center part of his chest, comes out. And all the saints that are standing on the crystal sea, those are your brothers and sisters, by the way, that are up there. They're loving on him, singing to him. Sometimes there's orchestrated kind of music and sometimes it's just noise. And then around the throne, you have billions of angels who are worshiping God. Revelation 5 talks about thousands upon thousands of angels worshiping him. The primary focus of angels is to love God. Your primary focus is to love God. You're doing the same thing that they're doing. And then you have these weird other beings up there, these four living creatures that are bigger than buildings, by the way. Four living creatures with six wings and eyes all over. Can you imagine seeing a creature with eyes all over? 
blinking. It says that they have eyes all around and within them. Picture that. One like a man, one like an eagle, one like an ox, and one like a lion. And they're around the throne, and their wings are going up and down, and rising and rising, going up and down, going up and down. And they continue to say, holy, 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 holy. Their job is to look at God and say, holy. Can you imagine having a job like that? Where My job, what did you do for a living? I look at God and I say, holy. (laughs) Whoa. These four beautiful big creatures so full of light. And each time they say, holy. The 24 elders around the throne throw down their crowns. And you can hear it echoing in the throne room. Bam, 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 bam. Worship. Supernatural language of heaven is worship. It's what brings us together with the spiritual realm, with the angelic realm. So you could get a picture of your home, your heavenly home, around that throne. So they're up there, but they're also down here, doing incredible things, things that you need them to do. One of my favorite verses is John chapter 1, verse 50 through 51. Jesus answered him saying, because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending, descending on the Son of Man. I love that verse because it shows that there's angels coming up and coming down from heaven to earth and they're moving up and down around Jesus who is the gateway. So heaven is open now. It's not a thing of like, oh God, open heaven. Heaven is already open. Angels are already moving up and down from heaven to earth around Jesus. Jesus lives on the inside of you. And if they are responding to Jesus moving up and down and heaven's open, then what does that mean about you? If Jesus lives on the, think about this, lives on the inside of you and angels are responding to Jesus, What is happening around you right now? There are angels moving around you. So when people tell me, I don't have angelic, there's no angels around me. You have them around you. It says, and it is where the angels camp around those who fear the Lord. 
You all fear the Lord. You fear the Lord. That means they're around you. I am a dancer, so I'm going to be expressive, okay? Can't help it. Another one of my favorites. Hebrews 1. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 4. I mean, verses 5 through 14. For which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he said, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundations of the earth in the beginning. And in the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will wear out like a garment, like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will have no end. And in which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I, take, till, until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? That's a very clear distinction between Jesus and the angels, okay? Simple as that. So Jesus is given all authority and is the one who's created and is the one who created the heavens and the earth. That means Jesus created the angels. So we don't worship them. I don't even really stay on the whole thing about you know, be careful of worshiping. And now a lot of people say that out of doubt. A lot of people, one of, one of the, one of the greatest enemies to revival and supernatural ministry is doubt. It is doubt. The enemy wants you to doubt who you are, doubt who God is, doubt this, doubt that, because the enemy, Lucifer, Satan, another one of the created beings who fell, hates a supernatural church. He cannot stand it. It gives him a headache. When God's people start believing in stuff, especially when they start operating with the angels who God created to help. So Jesus created the angels. Angels are ministering spirits. Common way of discerning angels is by fire and wind. The seraphim in front of the throne in Isaiah 6, did you know they're actually fire? Actually means flaming serpent in the Hebrew. Let that sink in for a minute. I thought snakes were evil. The seraphim are actual fire. They have a lot to do with worship. You go and you stand in front of that throne. They're standing 
they're, they're standing above the throne in this cloud of smoke. And if you think of a blowtorch, or maybe you could say a fiery tornado that's spinning and it's going like this. They have six wings. One that covers their face, one that covers their feet. And they say, glory, glory, glory. Those are beings of fire. They come down in this service. Why? Because we're worshiping God. We're doing the same thing that they're doing. They do. They come down here. They stand right over here, and sometimes they pass through here, and it looks like a wall of fire. And some people say, I just can't get into it. Boom! When Luke is playing drums or other drummers that are up here, sometimes a seraphim will stand above the drum set with its own drum, and it's very loud. They outdo Luke. <laughs> Especially when he builds. Bang, 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 bang. The seraphim, will, they get excited. They fly over there, and they start going, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Tim, over here, when he plays his guitar, they hang out. Some of them look like wind, and they come over to where Tim is. And when Tim starts hearing those melodies, the angels come and they spin around him. And they like to, they're about like this big. Some of them are large, some of them can be any size. They like to come over, and they like to rest on his shoulders, on his guitar when he plays. And when he hits that instrument, I'm not a guitar player, bing, or however you do it, you know, they, the angels, they fly off like these little butterflies, and they come back to him. Why? Because he's worshiping. Worshiping Jesus. So they come. You are having angelic encounters all the time. When we do our declaration, that's worship, by the way. We do our declaration and we say the thingy up there, Jesus Christ, I am set free, brace them up. You see them, they'll line up and they'll say the same thing through Jesus Christ. They just love to say it. <laughs> and then they go around, they lay hands on you. Sometimes during the worship, the Lord Jesus will walk through beautiful brightness. His, his, his countenance is like shimmering diamonds. It, it is stunning what Jesus looks like. I mean, in his glory, his face is bright. It talks about that in Revelation, how his face is brighter than the sun. And he's got a sword coming out of his mouth. Now, <laughs> one person asked me, does his sword, uh, is it always out of his mouth all the time? Because like, what if he needs to turn? Is he going to like cut people's heads off? You know? <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> but he, he comes in, Jesus walks in, and the angels will float around him, come and touch him and come and touch you. And then your worship that comes from your mouth is like colors, and it, and it paints Jesus' robe multiple colors. 
The angels, when you sing, will dance over the colors that come out of your mouth, the worship. But what I'm trying to do, tell you here, is that every time you're worshiping God, you're having angelic encounters. Believe it. Simple as that. You don't need to fast three days. Just sing to him. Just sing to God. You, online, sing to him. Put Jesus as the focus and sing because they love Jesus. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. For through the Son, everything was created, both in heavenly realm and the earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen, every seat of power, realm of government, principality, authority, it was all created through him and for his purposes. Again, angels are created beings. Any true, I'll say this, any true angelic encounter, because there are, there are those fallen ones that like to make you all scared and, and come at you, any real, and real angelic encounter will always have Jesus as the focus. Did you hear that? So it's important that when I tell people, testing the spirits, people ask me, how do you, okay, so you have these encounters, okay, we test it, how do we test, test? okay, you got to make sure that you don't make testing a religious thing. Because people like to come at me and other people, they like to say, oh, did you, did you test that? Oh, bless your heart, Micah, did you test that? And I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> did you test it? Testing is a relationship. Did you hear that? I never really pay attention to how I'm like, I'm testing, okay, like, I got to, okay, let me think. Because to me, it's a relationship. I'm always asking God questions. I'm always looking things up, asking God questions, because that's what you do. It has nothing to do with being religious. It's a relationship. I like to soak in God's light and his presence. Do you know why? Because I know that if I am receiving the light, the presence of God, God is light, I'm light now because I'm in his kingdom. That means I know real light. Yes, I'm using strong statements like this because it's true. The real light of God is inside of you. You will be able to recognize real light because guess what? Satan and his little imps, well, the little ones don't really do much, but the, the, other, the bigger ones, they cannot make real light. They cannot produce the presence of God. So as you're getting sensitive to the presence of God, you'll know when something comes in front of you that's like, hello, and you're like, wait a minute. Scoot. We're not having a conversation. Because I know God. I know his presence. I know the light. I know his love. You can't do that. Another verse here, Psalm, Psalm, I used to get points taken off of that in 
college, I would say psalm, and he would say psalm, minus three points. And I'm like, sorry. Uh, Psalm 148, verse 2. Go ahead, praise him, all you his messengers. Praise some more, all you heavenly hosts. So I think I've made the case here that as you worship God and he's he's your focus, angels are right there. Another characteristic of angels that's similar to us is that they obey the voice of the Lord. They obey the voice of the Lord. Psalm 103, verses 30 through, oh, oops, I'm sorry, I have the wrong reference. Psalm 103, verses 20 through 21, my bad. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of the word, voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. So angels are mighty in God's presence. Angels obey the voice of God, and they're powerful. Again, we said they're created to worship him. Uh, The Lord sends angels on assignments. So we know that Holy Spirit on the inside of us, because he's on the inside of us, we get to declare his name. because he lives on the inside of us. So the word of God, his word comes from the inside as we prophesy it. Every one of you can prophesy. We don't need to go into that. Angels obey the voice of the Lord. So his voice is coming from the throne and they're launched. His voice is in you, coming from you. And what does that mean? They're launched. You're way more connected to them than you realize. I was in a, um, I was in a intercession group, not here, but I was in another intercession group, and uh, you know, because I like to pray and, and everything. But I'm in that group, and uh, but, you know, it was a bunch of people around, and it seemed to be real fiery. You know, they were prophesying, they were boom, they were going doom, 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 everything. And my, you know, my spiritual sense is open, my eyes open, and I look to the side, I'm against the wall where these uh, angels were. Now, these angels were like Marines. I mean, they would, however, in Marine stands, you know, they were real, ugh. Like, I wouldn't want to mess with those guys. Their wings were sharp. Some of them have wings, some don't. But their wings were sharp, and they were like, right, like knives, you know why they do that? That's because when they go and they fight for you and there's some nasty critter, they and they just cut it. Sometimes their wings are the weapons or they spin and they just get rid of things. Anywho, but you know, they, they were standing on the side, uh, not doing anything. And so I have learned to not be creepy. So I kind of just, well, this might've been creepy. They're talking, I kind of just... <laughs> move over, I don't know why I did that. I moved over to, to where they were standing, you know, and I'm not, I don't talk like this because people will think it's weird. If you see me, some guy talking to the air, you know, they're like, what is wrong with him? So I've learned to just kind of think things or my heart or whatever, and they're able to understand that. 
And I said, what are you guys doing? I'm whispering in my, like, I have to be quiet in my head for them to, or else people are going to hear me. I, I, some things that go through my head are really funny. But, you know, like, I, I'm saying to them, I said, what, why, why are you guys not moving? What's going on? You're supposed to do something. What's going on? And that big, giant warrior guy, you know, just like this, and he tilts like that, and he says, oh, we only respond to the voice of God, and we do not hear it. And I was in an intercession group, and I said, oh, well, that's alarming. And the angels said, so we're waiting. This little girl in the group comes up, and she begins to pray the Lord's heart, and what happened? The angels were launched. It's about praying the Lord's heart. It's about prophesying the Lord's heart. One time I was going through an intense anxiety, and this was here at this church. I was going through some really bad season of fear and anxiety. I was just getting attacked. And, um, ooh, don't knock it over. And so I go to Van's office, and I tell him about it. And some of them were some, you know, demonic encounters I was having. I see angels. I also see demons as well. But I go to Van's office, and I tell him about it, what was going on. And Van wanted to pray. After he listened, he's a great listener. After listening for a while, uh, you know, he, he decided to pray. And so, uh, you know, we pray, and then says, in the name of Jesus, I command those attacks to stop it right now. And he takes his hand, and bam, and he hits the, his desk. I felt something, like a little bit of something, like, oh, okay, well, okay, I felt that. We'll see what happens. Stop it, boom. And after that meeting... I go home. I'm, well, I'm leaving here to go home. And, you know, I, I'm going back to my car. And as I'm going back to my car, suddenly my eyes open up again. And I see these military angels fly right in front of me with these weapons. And there was another one that was there that didn't have a weapon. But I heard Van's prayer go past me. And it went right in front of that angel. And he reached and he grabbed that prayer. <laughs> And it turned into this sword I have never seen before. And I was stunned. I said, oh my goodness. And the angel said, we were released by Van's prayer. Because he's praying God's heart for you. You're going to make it through this. We'll take care of it. That's what they said. I said, oh, okay. So, you know, I go back to the... Back to my car. <laughs> I go back to my car. And they sure did take care of it. In the middle of the night, I got attacked with some anxieties of terror and a spirit of fear. I could feel it come into the room. And then this peace came on me. And I said, oh, well, that was quick. And so I roll over and I turn back to sleep. Then I'm startled awake by all this, this rustling and thing going on in my room. So I turn back over and I see one of those military angels there. And he's <laughs> going to battle. 
And he's got the, the, the little critter, that demon, pinned up against the wall. I mean, guys, I'm telling you what, Superman, X-Man, and Avengers got nothing on the spiritual realm. I'm just going to say, and I love that stuff. <laughs> I love me some Avengers. I could talk about that for hours. But, you know, it has nothing compared, it's nothing compared to the real thing. The reason why we like that stuff, let me tell you something. The reason why you like that stuff anyway is because you're built for that. You're built to do signs and wonders, supernatural things. That's why you like Iron Man and Thor. One person said to me, oh, well, the super... Super, uh, the superpowers is not in the Bible. I said, well, Jesus did what storm did. Jesus commanded the weather to stop. <laughs> Jesus had control over the storm. Jesus walked on water. Anyway, you love that stuff because it's in you and you're meant to do that and you're going to need the angel's help to do it. So, that angel's taking care of that spirit there. And what did I do? I said, he said, he, he got it pinned up against the wall, and the angel looks at me, and he says, I got it. I'm taking care of it. And I went over and went back to sleep. Nothing else happened after that. Angels obey the voice of God. The way that you operate with them naturally is declaring the voice of God. Whenever you do evangelism, power evangelism, they're around. When you give people words, they're around. You're having an angelic encounter and they are. You just don't know it. You can't see it. But now I'm telling you, and now you're going to be aware of it whenever you do it. Because you got help. Uh, and I say this boldly now because it happened to me. I'm sitting, uh, I go through, um, oh no, I'll do this one. I go to Walmart, practicing. Yeah, please practice. Go to Walmart to practice uh, uh, power evangelism because, you know, I, that was a gift God had to really grow in me. Someone gave me a word, I think it was Bob Hislett who was here, and he said, you're going to do power evangelism the first time he came here. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll pray for people, you know, but he said, you would do it. And I said, okay. Uh, so I thought, well, maybe I'll just try it. Okay. So I go to Walmart. First person, first person I uh, tried and that didn't work. So I said, well, see, I told you it's not, it's, it's not for me. So I'm just going to go home. So I get ready to go home. And I see a, a person, uh, just a regular person, comes in uh, through the doors. I'm walking out, all these people coming in. And there's one person that caught my eye that's coming in. And I said, oh, why that person? Is, okay, well, I'll, don't be a creeper, you know, just kind of. And I follow that person. And he stops and he's looking at toilet paper. Go figure. Looking at toilet paper. And I, I said, excuse me. And it turns around and I notice his eyes were different. I said, oh, and I said, oh my goodness. And then he said, you know who I am? And I said, mm-hmm. And he said, we're going to minister to some people today. 
And I said, okay. And he said, but here's the thing, you lead. Did you grab that? You lead. And I said, why? And he said, because the voice of God is in you. I thought, okay, well, all right, obviously I'm the only one who's seeing this guy. So I end up, you know, I said, okay, I said, Lord, highlight someone to me. And that person, normal man, by the way, in the word, it talks about how we entertain angels unaware and they can come as people, like normal. They don't have any gla- you know, glamour. They just look like you're an average Joe. Um, it's in Hebrews. I go to this person, I find someone, and I said, okay, I don't have a word. And so I just, I just said, Holy Spirit, help me. And I had this image. I shared the image with this person. When I shared the image with this person, that angel who looked like a normal man comes up, puts his hand on the person. And I thought, oh, that's cool. And I didn't realize until later, you know, as I'm just engaging that the person turns and looks at the the man. And she she said, there's something so, this this person said, there's something so amazing about you. What is it? And he said, I'm here to help you today. Wow. After that person got blessed, That angel turns around and disappears. What am I saying? Their harvest is plentiful right now, and there are angels out there ready to go get it. But they're following your lead. Whoa. Simplicity of just sharing God's love releases them. All right. I want to... There's a whole lot more I would love to say, but I just can't. <laughs> uh, so take my class. Okay? <laughs> so take my class. Usually we do this in three sessions or something like that. Okay? Because there's a lot to say about them. What I wanted to do is whet your appetite, okay? Get you hungry and start pursuing it on your own. Get you thinking about what is going on when I'm doing this, when I'm worshiping, when I'm praying, when I'm doing evangelism. What is going on? Angels are active, okay? They're around you. So what I want to do, there's grace on my life to encounter these these beautiful beings that God has created. What I want to do, I want to pray for you. And if you can hold your hands out. And those of you who are watching, just hold your hands out. So, Father, I thank you for our church. And, Lord, I release grace on each person right now to be more sensitive to the angelic realm. Lord, I thank you that they are prophetic, that they prophesy, that they speak forth the word of God and angels are activated. Lord, I thank you that they are sensitive to the spiritual realm, every one of you. And so I prophesy to your senses of sight, smell, your voice, their touching, all those five senses, I prophesy to them and I say, wake up.
You are called to see, to encounter, to know. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for today. Um, I enjoyed this. It's been, I'm talking so loud. I'm so sorry. My voice is, I get excited. But yeah, uh, it's been great. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, We'll see you next time. All right. Have a good day.